On tonight's episode of Living Off the Land, I fly solo this week and welcome on good friend Andy Sakura to the program, and we talk about professional wrestling this week. We're talking about AEW's pay-per-view All Out, which was in Chicago on Sunday night, and we get into all the ins and out of the pay-per-view, uh, our top moments, favorite matches, and favorite surprise returns. Some pretty big names came back on this pay-per-view, and we get into all of it. We also talk about what we see moving forward, not only from AEW, but also WWE and their budding rivalry. So let's get going. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Okay, here we are with our special guest, Andy Sakura. Andy, how you doing? Doing great, man. Ready to talk some wrestling? That's all I do. Well, I don't always talk about it. I think about it mostly, and I talk about it here and there. I probably text about it more than I talk about it, honestly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I think, a decent amount of that, I bet. Yeah, yes, yep. Um, so anyway, uh, normally we're the All Things Cleveland podcast, but... Currently, I am sitting in a uh, empty studio with just myself and my thoughts because my co-hosts uh, decided that they didn't want to show up today. Well, one of them is on technical sabbatical because he's coaching high school football, so he's taking the high school football season off because he okay. has going on. And then uh, that's Ryan. And then Jordan is either still in Florida or coming back from Florida right now or just got home from Florida. So he is not available. So I don't get to do this on our podcast because Ryan and Jordan are not wrestling fans. And I want to talk about wrestling all the time and I can't do it. Yeah. Well, they just didn't watch all out or else they were right. wrestling fans. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try and get them to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. Cause it's a hard sell. Hey, I know, I, I know you don't like this, but why don't you spend 50 bucks on it? Yeah, absolutely. It'll change your life. Right. Uh, but anyway, as you so eloquently pointed out, uh, we're going to talk about AEW's pay-per-view from this past Sunday called All Out. And did they go all out or what? Yeah, my, I was literally just watching a replay of some of the matches because my son had to go to bed. He couldn't watch it. He's six. And he asked me, why is it called All Out? And I said, well, All Out means to give everything you got. And that's what it felt like, man. They gave it everything they had. And then some new stuff, all the stuff. It was just so crazy. It was it was like just match after match after match with no lull whatsoever. Like we, uh, you know, watching pay-per-views from that other promotion, you know, WWE, it seems like there's always like, okay, there's like two matches on the card where you're like, yeah, I really want to get up for it. And the rest of it is just like, you're just kind of waiting for like the next thing. Yeah. I, honestly, like uh, I was listening to some podcast. I don't remember who it was, but they were just talking about even how WWE and AEW are two different like things, not just two different companies, but they're almost trying to do two different what? things. And 
I think a lot of the times the people that I tell I like wrestling still think about WWE. They think about, you know, yeah. the cartoonish uh, kind of like, <laughs> you know, storytelling, the soap operas, what you know, which I'm not saying I don't enjoy that at times, but it, it has kind of uh, grown tired in my mind. But all AEW is just it's uh, I wouldn't say it's a sport. Obviously, it's still like it's still pro wrestling. Yeah. But there's, it's all action. It's all excitement. There's like, it's just, it's everything you love. Well, if you love pro wrestling, like pro wrestling, then it's everything you love about it. And all, all out was that, man. It was just constant action, ups and downs, highs and lows. Like you didn't know it was going to happen. It was, it was everything you want. Pro wrestling as opposed to sports entertainment, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. I think, you know, sports entertainment clearly has some appeal, right? Mm-hmm. But sure. Uh, it's it's more entertainment than it is sports, and it's more uh, performance than it is pro wrestling. Every now and then you get a great match in WWE, but, I mean, I would say we got like eight great matches on Sunday night with All Out. Especially that Tall Paul match. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Tall Paul. So if you don't know, Paul White is a guy named The Big Show. You've probably heard of The Big Show somehow. Maybe you even just saw him on Netflix's movies, Big Show yeah. show. Or, yeah, movies. But, you know, that was like the most WWE thing on that card, honestly. Oh, like, yeah. You know, big guy beats up a loud mouth in three minutes. But it was still fun. It was still cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what was your uh, – I mean, let's just get into it. What was your – and I know it's going to be probably almost impossible to pick one, but what was your uh, number one highlight of the night? I mean, we watched the paper. Yeah. So, like – we were all like, we could probably tell just by like body language and jumping up and, and uh, like how excited we got, but, but what was your number one moment? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me in the moment, the best thing for me, the, uh, Daniel Bryan or now Brian Danielson, he was a part of WWE for years, but before that he was an indie wrestler. My brother and I actually went to the Cleveland Armory downtown when Ring of Honor came to town and watched him wrestle two or three different times you know, I've been a fan of his forever, and he showed up at the very end of All Out. And so that, for me, was like the highest highlight, uh, just because, and this is the big thing, right, is uh, another guy named CM Punk, if you don't know wrestling, he's been out of wrestling for seven years. He came back. I actually went to Chicago for his return uh, yep. on August 20th, which was the craziest, most fun I've ever had at a wrestling event. But uh the possibilities are like endless who could wrestle who, what could happen next, you know? And these guys are guys that I've been watching for a long time. Plus all these new guys. So I would say those two things, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, however you want to call him and CM Punk and Punk's match. I just rewatched it with my son. I was kind of like worried about it at the beginning because it was super slow, Mm -hmm. but, but how he won and what he did, it was so fun. It told a good story. You know, those were the two highlights for me. There was right. better matches than those, but that was, those were the two highlights, I'd say. What about you? So I I, I kind of want to talk about the end, and you mentioned Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It made me pop more than I think I normally would have because we all knew – we all pretty much – it was kind of like the CM Punk thing where we knew it was going to happen, but they didn't actually tell us it was going to happen. Yeah, kind of like that anticipation pop that they were talking Mm -hmm. about with Punk. But when the lights went out, when Kenny Omega said, you know, uh, the only people that can beat me are not here. 
uh, are re- already retired or are dead, and then the lights went out. That's when I thought Daniel Bryan was coming yeah, out. Right. For them to pop with Cole coming out, like that's really exciting because Adam Cole's a huge star. He's a great wrestler. Like it's he's back where he should be. Right. But there was just a little bit of a oh really? So is this mean <laughs> right. not coming out? And then they just like that just ramped up the Daniel Bryan. Um, entrance that much more because you knew something was going to happen at the end we thought it was going to be daniel bryan then it was adam cole but they still did daniel bryan yeah yeah which actually makes it even better honestly because you know you're up and then you're like kind of excited but you're wondering and then you just think about what that means like adam cole and daniel bryan could they be in a feud you know we see that match uh and we've seen that match before, even in WWE, when uh, all the WWE superstars got stuck in Saudi Arabia. Oh, they right. Had a match on SmackDown, and uh, yep. Daniel Bryan got pinned by Adam Cole, who was the NXT champion at the time. So, yep. like, there's some exciting stuff. I agree, man. I think, you know, one of the things I told you, I heard a guy named Brian Alvarez. Like, if you're not into pro wrestling, you probably already turned this off. But <laughs> if you're still listening, probably. Uh, yeah, if you're still listening, there's a guy named Brian Alvarez, and he and a guy named Dave Meltzer are kind of like, some of the godfathers of uh, wrestling journalism. Okay. And he, he has this theory that, uh, you know, WWE is like a heel company. So if you're not into wrestling, heel means bad guy. And the bad guy is always antagonizing the, the, the good guy or the, the, the baby faces, right? And, uh, and he thinks WWE is like a heel organization and that they always tease things and they don't pay them off. Yep. And they always uh, make the fans seem dumb for wanting certain things and they always even even if somebody new comes out they would just have the bad guy come out at the end and leave the good guy laying in the middle of the ring you know it's always this thing and i think you know it's supposed to make you want more like oh i want to see the good guy win in the end i want to see the good guy win in the end but almost never does the good guy win in the end on wwe most of the time it's a bad guy and so you know the difference is in AEW. You know, like Dan was just saying, we get Adam Cole. He's a he surprises us. He's a bad guy. He's a heel. He joins the other heel group there, and so that would be like the end of a WWE pay per view, which would have been okay. It was still exciting, but mm-hmm. then to have the payoff of what you hoped for happening, and then the 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 you know your hero going over, like winning in the end, running all the other bad guys off, like it's like so exciting. Then the other night, last night I had a friend over. We were talking about baseball. Actually, we we're talking about uh, ownership groups and mm-hmm. how how sports are. He's like, sports shouldn't be run like a business, you know. And I understand why it is, but I said, yeah, man, like it's almost like owners should think of themselves as steward of a stewards of a trust, right? That, right. That, like we all own the Indians, we all own the Cavs. Now, obviously, there are people who own them. But we all have invested so much time and energy and money and emotion into these things. And if if all you're trying to do is make money, then, you know, you're kind of the heel. You're the bad guy, right? Like you're you're just in it for the wrong reasons if you watch The Bachelor, right? I don't. I did once. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, I think the thing that makes AEW so much different is is the guy who runs it is in it for the fans because he is a fan, right? He wants to give us – what he what he knows we would want, what he would want, and then we want to give him all our money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I would never I would never fly to Chicago on a whim to see a, a wrestling show if it wasn't for AEW. But because of that, man, I'm like, 
they're in Cincinnati tomorrow night. I'm thinking, is there a way I could go down there? Like it would be a <laughs> foolish decision, but could I get there? It's three right. hours, three hours back, six hours right. back. Can I do it? You know, it's because they 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 pay off. They make it worth it. You want to invest your time because you know they're going to give back to you what you give to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I think you've said this to me uh, when I think we were we were talking one day and I had brought up the um, because you had told me you were going to Chicago for Rampage, yeah, right. which is AEW's Friday show, um, and I said. I said something like, how mad would you be if you flew out there and uh, they didn't have punk appear? Because uh, like I said earlier, like they, it, it was an anticipation pop where everybody knew he was showing up, but AEW never, never officially said. So they always had like that wiggle room. And I'm, and I'm thinking with like a WWE brain, right. Where like, that would be a perfect show where WWE would just like, through back channels and everything, tease the heck out of it, and then not have him show up. Right. Like, or, they, or, did that, they did that after, like a year after he quit, where they came to Chicago, they played his music, and then Paul Heyman walked out. Yeah, right. It was like they 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 wanted to play with the the fans' emotions, and you know that's part of pro wrestling, right? <sighs> Something that makes pro wrestling great is you can do those kind of heel things, those like sure. nasty, like play with people's emotions things. But the beauty is of pro wrestling is that the, the good guy should always win in the end. Maybe not every match or every night. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, if you're going to play with people's emotions about him leaving, then someday he should come back right. and make the guy pay, you know. And I think in a world where everything feels like the heel always wins right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this well, is why wrestling is so great. You know, you and I would text during the pandemic when – I remember like second or third week, fourth week when everything was locked down, they were still doing shows. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I needed that. You know, I needed just a moment of fun where there's, there's drama, there's ups and there's downs, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And it's so great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I needed needed a distraction from Tiger King. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Cause there's nothing more heelish than every single person in Tiger King. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's why I say to people all the time, pro wrestling explains the world, right? Like yeah. you can you can always figure out what's going on. If you understand enough about pro wrestling, you can you can understand politics, you can understand sports. <sighs> like like what about that heel turn by Frankie Lindor, right? Ooh, I, I just call him Frankie. That's what yep. you do to heels. You call them the name they hate. You just chant it, Frankie, Frankie. Yep. And what then a he heel turn. Thumbs down. What's that? Then he gives you the thumbs down. Yeah, right. He's a heel. That's a bad guy, right? Yep. And and he was the great baby face in Cleveland, always smiling, having that goofy nickname, Mister Smile. It's just, it's it's just like pro wrestling, man. Everything in the world. I won't get into the politics, right? But you can just understand the whole world with pro wrestling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just it was such a it was such a good show. I mean, good doesn't even really describe it. It was a great show. It was. I I I tweeted it after when I was when I was, uh, had just gotten home, uh, from your house and I tweeted that that was the greatest wrestling show I've ever seen. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, there have been maybe like, there have been maybe like bigger moments like WWE, you know, when stone cold comes back, that's a, you know, that's a huge moment or whatever. The rock comes back and wrestles or something like that. Those are like huge iconic moments. But like, like I was saying, like with, with, with WWE, there's always a lull in a show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, 
right now it's every single week when you when you do eight eighteen thousand different rematches. Yeah, right. Um, but there wasn't there wasn't that with with the show um, the other night. I mean, from the beginning, it was just. You know, I don't even remember the order of the matches, but I was just, I was into all of them. You know, you had, yeah, you, right. had you had Jericho, MJF, you had the, uh, the women's casino battle Royale, which I know we talked about on Sunday. I don't, I don't think you're, I think you're like me and that you're not really a fan of the format of the match, but yeah, it's just too convoluted, but right. Uh, but, then it, but then like it had the payoff at the end with, yep. with Ruby Soho, which again was an anticipation where it was another thing where we we knew it was coming and it was still so cool to see when it actually well, happened. And I mean even though I wasn't a huge fan of the format necessarily it's just convoluted I just with my son watched the last like 5 minutes of it and I'm like man that was cool that was really yeah. cool like the end of that was really great. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great it was great to see her debut in AEW. I mean you could you could just see like she when she came out she broke down. Yeah, right. Like she was crying on the stage as she came out. And like that's that gets back into like old school wrestling like kayfabe and all that, like not breaking character or whatever. But uh you had brought up uh on our little text chain before we started, um like moments that truly grab your heart and imagination. And for me that was that was probably for me the biggest one just because of the emotion that she showed. And AEW put out a a video called road to dynamite, which is their Wednesday show, which is, well, when you're listening to this, it'll be tonight. Um, which by the way, is shaping up to be an incredible show tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, with dynamite, with the fallout from everything with the pay-per-view, but, uh, she was there. They were talking to her backstage and, uh, her, one of her best friends from WWE, Sarah Logan showed up backstage. Oh, really? That's not like letting her know brought, she brought like her uh, one-year-old kid, and like uh, Ruby just lost it, and it That's was amazing. just it was it was great to see because and watching the post-show media availability, they call it a scrum. Um, and when Ruby Wright, Wright was talking, she's like, "This was the best night of my life or my career, whatever she said." Mm, yeah, and she says she's been doing this for eleven years, and the best night of her, her career was the first night at a new company. So like 10 years before that, I don't know if she's been with WWE the whole time. Probably not, but no, but a while. And like in the big time, it was all WWE. Yeah. Well, and she's she, wrestled in big arenas sure. all over the world. Sure. And she was, she was one of the, one of the few, and, and we'll talk about like punk and Cole and Brian uh, in a little bit, but she was one of the ones where, you know, a bunch of people like, let their contracts run out or something like that. She was one where it wasn't her decision to leave WWE. Mm-hmm. She was forced to leave. Right. Like Adam Cole's contract ran out. Daniel Bryan's contract ran out. Uh, CM Punk hasn't wrestled in seven years, you know, right. and he quit. He didn't get, well, technically they fired him, but. But because you know, he, he stopped showing up to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was just so cool to see her and that, that human element of her because, you know, it's not wrestling now is not like it was 25, 30 years ago where, you know, you would get in trouble, get suspended or whatever. If you broke character on, on TV or whatever, 
Well, that's because I mean there are there are things about their characters that they you know they they're working storylines right, but they're still the they're still themselves in a lot of ways. Right. They still you know they it's like what would they say in that moment? How would they act? And they're and you know as a character, I'm sure they're not all like they are on TV, but they they want human reactions. They want because they want humans to engage with the show, not not just I mean I guess grown humans, not just kids or people who've been watching wrestling forever, but like, you know, if you're, if you're still listening again, you haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I'd encourage you, man, go check it out. Like Wednesday night. I mean, Friday night, that rampage show at 10 o'clock on TNT, I say it all the time. It's the best, you know, hour of television out there because it's so fast. There's two to three matches every time. They're always fun, lots of excitement. And you wouldn't believe how into the matches the crowd is, which makes you get into the match, you know, Right. So, but it's that it's that human element that pulls you in. Yeah, absolutely. What was what was what was that that moment for you? Uh, maybe we already talked about it, but like that, like I mentioned, Ruby Riot, or, or like yeah, that man. moment, like caught me. Well, I mean, for the emotion of it, you know, like we, there's this great. We haven't even watched talked about this, uh, but there's this great uh, tag team cage match for the tag team titles with a group called the Young Bucks versus the lucha brothers and Mm -hmm. it was an incredible match incredible match uh and you know you're into the whole thing and and i i truly didn't know who was going to win i i kind of could see either way it happening but uh the the thing that really got me was after the match the one guy on the lucha brothers named penta is like waving somebody into the ring you know he just keeps waving and waving and you can tell it's not part of the show like they're trying to get him out of the ring but Penta does what Penta wants to do, right? Like that's kind of right. his deal in general. <laughs> right. And uh, all of a sudden you see his little like five or six year old daughter and another kid and his wife come run over to him and his kids crying and they're all embracing and he's crying. And you're just like, man, like it's still real to me. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like that, that right there. That's everything, you know, that's the, the real deal. The old wrestling uh, YouTube clip. It's still real to me. Dang it. Yeah, right. Exactly, man. It's exactly, and you just, you know, I don't know. I'm a sucker when kids are, uh, oh, when they're, when when parents want to share a moment with their kids, when kids are engaged with their parents. You know, like that's everything, man. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, anytime there's like a big match and you see like like families down uh, ringside or whatever, and and the wrestler either before the match or after the match or whatever, like go over to them, like that's. Like Punk did that uh, went at Rampage. Like I think he, yeah. he said his, his sisters and like his some of his MMA coaches or something were 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 sitting ringside and and before you could tell it wasn't planned because because of the camera work that was that was done when he yeah, right. when he was about to get in the ring and then he he realized that that they were all sitting there so he he got down from the steps and walked over and gave them all hugs and stuff. Um. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I, you know, you mentioned. Um, not knowing who was going to win that match. And for me, I had that feeling during the, the MJF Jericho match. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. They did such a great job of making you doubt yourself as to who was going to win that match. And I thought they did a brilliant job of building that like that. Like obviously MJF is the, is the biggest young star in the company and even probably in pro wrestling uh, overall. So like he's, you know, he's gold. And then Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. But I thought they did a, such a good job of creating doubt because, because normally you see a stipulation like, 
if Chris Jericho loses, he's not allowed to wrestle again in AEW. And you think, oh, well, he's Chris Jericho. You know, he's not going right. to lose then. Um, but with the way MJ, MJF has been owning that storyline, it created that doubt. And I think they did some really cool things in that match that also created uh, some of that doubt. Like when MJF hit Jericho with the bat or uh, hit him with the Judas effect or, you know, some of that stuff where it was just like, oh, my God, he's actually going to lose. And then he kicks out and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, well, and then he he puts his foot on the rope. Like he literally playing the music and, you know, people are booing. And it's this old swerve where another ref comes out and says, no, no, the match shouldn't be over. They restart the match. And I just watched that again with my son. And I, I told him who won. I don't know if he remembers it. But I told him who won on Monday morning. But he hadn't seen it. And he was, like, jumping up and down, like, no, no, no. And then he was so excited when it happened. And, like, that's how we were on Sunday night, you know? <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um. Yeah, I told. I honestly, I told. There's so there was so much in that pay per view, and that was such a big moment. And I completely forgot about it. Was uh, uh, Jericho getting his foot on the rope? Yeah, right. And I know, and I know he doesn't like to do this and like come out, but I feel like that would have been a perfect moment for like Tony to come out and be like, no, 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 this isn't. Ha-, instead of having the ref do it. Yeah, but, I agree, but I love the ref because that's the thing, you know. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be a sport, and so the guy who's got a headset out and back shouldn't come out. And I think. WWE did that a lot, you know, 20 years ago because yeah. they were trying to, like, make it feel more real because, yeah. oh, we all know that guy, Vince, is in charge. But, you know, I think it's just an old trope. And so getting it back to sports, to me, you know, you know, makes it's, it'd be like, you know, the commissioner of football showing up in the middle of, of the Super Bowl and being like, no, you blew the play. Like, no, that doesn't happen. The referees are in charge of that. And if they miss it, they miss it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, we uh, we kind of talked, we kind of touched on um, the punk match, but what did uh, what were your what were your overall feelings about about how that went down? Well, watching it, you know, I thought like at the beginning, I'm like, oh man, is he not good anymore? Right, right, <laughs> you right. know, like right. And there was it, there was that there was that point where you're like, man, it's it really seems like he's kind of out of gas. Yeah, like seven years is maybe too long. But, you know, uh, watching it back and kind of knowing how it goes, I think it was all yeah. part of the story they were telling. You know, I think yeah. that's what they were trying to do is show you, like, this is an old guy who's come back. He hasn't wrestled in a while, but he still comes out on top, you know. Yeah. And to me, man, you know, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, too. Those two guys, when they were in WWE, they were everything to me. For WWE, everything else, I was like, eh. Okay. But when they left, you know, a lot of my heart for wrestling left and I still watched it. There were things I enjoyed along the way, but, you know, have them back in the same company at the same time. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. And and even like you could, and I know they did it, they did it in WWE, but you know, with punk not wrestling in seven years, it's kind of, you know, it's not like it happened, it's happened recently, but you can see them wrestle each other. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing about AEW is the possibilities are endless, right? Like, anybody yeah. can, you know, at, put Adam Cole with everybody. Well, put Kenny Omega with everybody. Put put Adam Page with all the new guys, you know, like. Yeah, we didn't just, even mention him. He wasn't even at the pay-per-view. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, and my brother was texting me that night. He was excited, but he's always, if if there's anybody who likes wrestling more than me, it's my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he was like, this was great, but too many old guys won. Like, you know, the Big Show won, Chris Jericho won, CM Punk won. Uh, you know, just like old guy, old guy, old guy. And he's like, and by old, it's like the late thirties, early forties, but, but established people And AW's had all these young guys like Adam Page and Sammy Guevara and, uh, you know, Santana and Ortiz and Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy and just all these people that we've all fallen in love with over the last year, year and a half. And my brother's like, there better be room on the next show for those guys, you know, like, we we want all these new guys, these big stars that are coming in, but we also want the guys that we fell in love with that are great workers as well, that are doing amazing stuff along the way as well. Yeah. Like no Dark Order on the show. Yeah. The, you know, like. Yeah. No Sammy. No Sammy. Sammy's no whole deal was to hug Chris Jericho at the end. Yeah. And there was, uh, it was interesting. I, I, I for a, a split second there, I was, when when the inner circle came out, I was like, Okay, is there any chance Sammy like just levels Jericho? Yeah, I mean, a year ago that would have happened, right? Right. But he's a good guy now. He's he's a face. Everybody loves him. The other yeah. thing is, you know, I mean, AEW only has four big pay per views a year. They got right. two shows a week plus YouTube shows. But like for the first time ever, I was like, man, maybe maybe they should be doing six pay per views a year yeah. or you know, eight or I don't know, just like yeah. you got all these wrestlers. What are you going to do? And, and tonight there's a new rumor of another big name coming over. You know, you just think like, yeah. Yeah. We'll take that again. <laughs> and he's not the only one either. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Are you, are you referring to the one I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's obviously also there's Bray Wyatt out there. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, even Braun, I don't know where Braun Strowman's going to end up, but yeah, um, yeah. I before we, before we got into that, I wanted to mention something in the Punk match that we didn't mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it was CM Punk's ode slash tribute to Bret Hart? Yeah, well, and I heard that that was like you know the clip you sent me of that. Did you send me yeah. that clip? Yeah, yeah, the clip you sent me of that, like Bret Hart versus uh, one, two, three, Kid, X Pac, Sean Waltman, whatever, yeah. uh, like. That was awesome, but what I heard was that a lot of the match was worked like that. Like there were multiple moves like that. Yeah, I I want to go back and watch that old Bret Hart. Uh, well, back then, yeah, like you said, he was the one, two, three kid. Yeah, and watch that, and like what, and then you know watch the Punk Derby match and see see all the parallels that everybody's talking about. Because the only one that I know of was the clip that I saw on Twitter of, you know, they had the the tie up, and then Darby hits him with the with the arm drag. And that's exactly what uh, one, two, three kid did to Bret Hart. And then, you know, uh, punk gives him that, that like facial expression, like, okay. And that's the same thing that Bret Hart Hart did. Well, I think like the, uh, towards the later part of the match, uh, they go off the top rope punk lifts him up to do like a, like a side suplex to him and Darby flips it. And I think that's another move from that one, two, three kid match. And there may be others as well, but you know, that's, to me, man, I mean, whatever. It's like, you know, one of my favorite shows ever was Arrested Development, right? And yeah. one of the reasons Arrested Development was so great was, you know, they they rewarded you for watching the show mm-hmm. over the years. You know, like 
they would make a joke in season three from season one, which is funny in season three, but it's hilarious if you remember the first time they told the joke all the way through the whole show, you know? And and I think that's what I like about that CM Punk thing is like it was a good match, but then to call back something that's 20, 30 years old, you go, wow, like this guy loves wrestling and I love wrestling. <laughs> you know? I know, I know, right? It's like I think because there's less like uh, like I mentioned before, it's called uh, it, they they used to call it kayfabe, which is like stay, always staying in character. It's it's character wrestling, like The Undertaker for 25 years. He didn't do interviews. He didn't do anything because he he constantly, when he was in the public eye, he stayed in the Undertaker character. And obviously now that he's retired and whatever, you're seeing him open up more and do more interviews and whatever. But like with like AEW, you're, you're getting more of that like actual personality of these wrestlers to where when they do these tributes to their, uh, their heroes, basically, you know, they'll tell you like, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and, and a lot of people, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the WWE, uh, stands out there just like say, just call it like recycled wrestling or whatever. But you know, it's well, the, guys paying tribute to, uh, you know, who they watch growing up and it's, yeah. And it's, again, it's like pulling at the heartstrings. Like you talked about, it's just like, yeah. You know, you have your favorite wrestlers that you grew up watching. So do the wrestlers. Right. And they show it. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what – obviously, I want to get to the ending of the show. Was there anything else that we missed? I'm trying to think. We covered – I mean, probably. Like that Miro match at the beginning was great. We don't have to talk about it, but that was great. You know, the Dean Ambrose, which is – Oh, yeah. That was great. I mean, there's just so much. It's almost like there's too much to talk about. And, and, you know, even they kind of admitted it on the show. When halfway through the show, they did a video package showing how great the first half of the show was. Yeah. It was basically – It's almost like two pay-per-views in one. What ended up being what? Like four – over four hours? Yeah, I think it went eight to midnight. Yeah, four hours, yep. and then you had the pre-show too. So really, yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, you kind of alluded to it before. I I wanted to go back to the punk match for, for a second, but you think AEW? You think they already need to think about, um, especially signing all of these guys uh, that they have been recently uh, about doing more TV? I mean, here's here's the thing. I think that I there's more – I hope they don't <laughs> because, you know, like Raw is insufferable at three hours. Right, yeah. I'm saying like maybe like, maybe like add a second hour to Rampage and have two two-hour shows. Yeah, maybe so. Or like beef up those, those uh, YouTube shows so there's yeah. more – like I just saw there's a match on this week, so I'm like, oh, I'd like to see those guys wrestle. Yeah. You know, like – but – I think, you know, the, the reality is, I mean, if people are still listening to us talk about this, <laughs> like we, we love wrestling, right? But we also love football and yeah, um, baseball and, you know, yeah. we have Go jobs and we have uh, 
people that we hang around with. I have people like that. I have to make sure get to swim practice and, and, and you know, get in bed and eat and go to school on time. So, okay. I, you know, <laughs> right. I just but, have to I mean, my dog doesn't pee in my house. Well, but that's something, right? And if there's three hours or four more hours of wrestling or something, it's like, well, your dog right. maybe is going to pee in your house more often. I just, I think, you know, <laughs> you, you, we just have, I, I can only do so, I can only take so much. And part of what I love about AEW is that, like, it's always good, almost yeah. always good. And I, you cool. know, there's not, a, there's not a match I've missed yet. You know, there's not a moment yeah. I've missed of it since it started. So I, I think I get what you're saying. Like, man, if you got all this, these, this talent, what are you going to do with it all? But yeah, maybe, maybe it is like what you said. Maybe they, maybe they should look to maybe add a couple more pay-per-views. Like obviously not do it like WWE doesn't have one every month because that's yeah. just, that's just insane. But maybe add a couple. But like, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking. You know, that was one of the greatest wrestling shows we've ever watched. And yeah. AEW has said, and obviously they haven't done a ton yet, but they're like, that's the best wrestling, pay- that's the best pay-per-view we've ever done. Right. And we talk about guys that weren't even on the show. Like, right. obviously, Cody not being on the show is oh, storyline yeah. driven. But mm-hmm. And Adam Page is out because, you know, his wife just had a baby, whatever. But mm-hmm. like... Sammy wasn't on. He was there. He came out for the Jericho thing, but he didn't have a match. I mean, he has that feud with Sean Spears, your favorite wrestler. Yeah, um, but that didn't make it on the card. There were uh, Lance Archer See, won the card. That's what we should do: is we should go through the roster and decide who they should cut. Send back <laughs> oh. to WWE. Oh, interesting. <laughs> think they're over budget? Uh, I mean, Sean Spears could go back to WWE. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, and uh, uh, Alex Abrahantis. Oh, brother. <laughs> is, yeah. That's so inside baseball, man. But guy drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, it would be interesting to see if they maybe in the future. Well, I do know that part of their TV deal, you know, they're moving over to TBS in January. Right. And for, for Dynamite and Rampage, and part of their TV deal is they're supposed to have, like, three or four Clash of the Champions-style, like, TV specials a year on oh, TNT. Okay. And if that happens, then you're getting basically four more big shows a year yeah. in off months. And so that could be the deal Literally. right there, you know? Like, yeah. that could be enough. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I did not know that. But, yeah, that, that, could, that could be it right there. Yeah. So hopefully that, that helps. Uh, we kind of already talked about it, but and I don't know how much time we really need to spend on the actual match, but the whole main event with uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW championship and then all yeah. the that happened after. Um, like We kind of already talked about how uh, the debuts of Adam Cole and uh, Daniel Bryan, but – what did you think about Cole coming out and immediately reuniting with the elite super? I, I thought him super kicking jungle boy was a bit of a tease Easter egg, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, man. Uh, Cole said at, in the, in the post-match uh, media availability, he said the number one guy on his list he wants to face is jungle boy. So yeah. I, that's probably what they're setting up for him. And I think from what it looked like, it looked like, obviously, the elite is an established faction. Yeah, um, it kind of looked like that whole 
alliance with Christian and Jurassic Express, and then you kind of add in Daniel Bryan. It almost feels like like those two like those two factions are going to go head to head. Yeah, I think we'll see some sort of match where they are all together. But I, I hope I mean I hope Daniel Bryan doesn't or Bryan Danielson doesn't jump into that crew full yeah. time. You know, like Christian can hang out with those dudes if he wants. Yeah. But to me, I just think you know there are some stars like you know Moxley has his dude Eddie Kingston, and that's it. Yeah. It's not like he's got a crew. And every now and then he'll team up with Darby or he'll team up with you know, which is great. But right. I think. Uh, Brian Danielson is best served as, you know, the greatest wrestler who's ever lived and yeah. just let it be, you know, he can have some friendships, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, he got in the ring and he pointed right at Kenny Omega and I don't know if he yeah. was at the belt, but, and then it was kind of interesting. Omega kind of got out of Dodge and he just kind of bailed out of the ring. Yeah. And left Cause he's the, the best deal in the biz. I right. think, I think what, what they'll probably do is have, uh, you know, Brian Danielson do some matches with some of the other guys in the elite. Yeah. To build up his record. Like, I think he'll call out Kenny Omega, but then he'll have a feud or two with some of those guys uh, mm-hmm. because Omega's going to be like, who are you? You know, like, even though he knows, he'll be like, you got no yeah, wins right, over here. Right. You know, you're, who are you? You know, oh, you're really the greatest we're alive. Right, right. My, my brother said that Kenny Omega was the second best wrestler who's ever lived. And I, I texted, who do you think's the first? He's like, oh, Brian Danielson. <laughs> when you think about that, man, and the possibilities that some of the guys from New Japan are going to start coming over too. There's some, you know, Okada is probably top five wrestlers in the world today. There's oh, other Osprey. guys over there too. Osprey, yeah, Osprey, if he can live through whatever he does to his body. You know, there's just like endless matches that could happen. Yep. It's incredible. It's like yeah. Excalibur. He's one of the announcers. He kept saying, what a time to be alive. And I yep. just kept thinking, for real, man. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you're still listening to this. Yeah, right. And if you are still listening to this and you're not a wrestling fan, it's probably just time for you to turn on Dynamite. Oh yeah, hey, look at you! You don't even know when our episodes come out, and you yeah. are in. eight o'clock on TNC on Wednesdays, Fridays ten o'clock. If you see something that has a WWE in it, you should just stay away. That's right. Well, two of those letters they use in AEW. Yeah, I'll probably get sued for slander when this podcast yeah, hits a million I'm, hits. Yeah, I'm sure there. Yeah. <laughs> so many people are listening to this. Yeah, I know. Um, I will say, I, uh, I, at first, I did not like Daniel Bryan's entrance music, and I don't know if they're going to tweak it. I think they're um, keeping. I think his friend made it for him, is what I heard. So. Because it was so loud in that building, all you could hear was the bass, like the yeah, the, right, right. When it when when it after the flight of the Valkyries played and and the bass kicked in, that's all you heard. If you actually go on like YouTube or Twitter or whatever and listen to the actual song, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's going to be good for him, and I think it's the right fit for who he is, you know, right now. Yeah. Also, man, that Adam Cole music, like awesome. And, and, you know, what's funny is, you know, <laughs> uh, most people don't know this, but, you know, WWE makes people change their names, make right. people music that is original music. Right. And, uh, and, and the only people that they really didn't do that to would be like, you know, uh, Adam Cole, uh, yeah. <laughs> CM Punk. Right. And then their musics are all pretty original, except for Adam Cole's, but they just like somehow they captured it perfectly. 
Yeah, and I think it, it's 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 hilariously appropriate for his character too, yeah. because Adam Cole is at his best when he's playing just an arrogant jerk. Yes. Yep. And his song is literally just saying his name. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool rap stuff in the middle of it too. Yeah, but it's just That's like it's just the like forty-two-year-old dad. The lyric is, "It's all about the boom, Adam Cole." Baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just repeating that. Yeah, like, when, I, when I saw him walk out and gave like that jerkish smile i'm like it it fits so perfectly yeah bro well it's, it is all about the boom though that's right well yeah. so he can't do that with this song though well just wait he'll figure something out yeah, i'm sure he will but uh i think and i texted you this I, there's i think there's going to be a power struggle in, in the elite i think it was symbolic that adam cole only hugged the bucks yeah man well, it, it'll break. be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out too because i think you know, that could be two to three years from now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's so many feuds just waiting. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could fest, it could really, it could fester for a long time. I mean, how long, how many, how many weeks did we text back and forth about whether the young bucks were going to turn? Right. Yeah. And then they did, and it was kind of weird how they did it, but it turns out like they're the best. Like along with Kenny Omega, they're the best heels in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. So. Well, uh, yeah, so I sent you the link about um, – I don't remember. What what was his name on the Indies? Kevin Owens. Kevin Steen. That's his actual name, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So his contract is up in January, and he tweeted for a very short time, and then he deleted it probably because he didn't want to uh, – you know, he still works for a company for a few Yeah, months. plus he's, he's probably playing with our hearts. Yeah, right. But uh, he he tweeted out the coordinates for Mount Rushmore, and he was in a in a faction with the Bucks and Adam Cole in Ring of Honor, which just nerding out at this point. Nobody, even if you're still listening, you're probably just laughing at us. Right. Um, called Mount Rushmore, and that was hilarious uh, that he did that. And then Sean Ross Sapp, who's an, who's another one of those up and coming guys kind of like, like Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer um, broke the news that his contract is coming up. So it, it's kind of along the same lines of like Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Cole, like their contracts just run out and they decide not to renew with WWE because they, you know, for whatever reason, they want to go be with their friends or they want to go be with a company that's cool and go with AEW. I don't know. Did you see Mick Foley's uh, video today? I did. I did. I think like WWE, uh, we have a problem. Yeah, here's the thing. I agree with him, but I don't think WWE thinks they have a problem because oh, you right. know, like when your bank's full and your stadiums, you know, you're filling up Allegiant Stadium, you know, and that I did think about this today. Like, why do I care if AW is better than WWE? I don't really care. Right. But because I feel like WWE never really paid off so many different times and I was just like frustrated. I think I'm not really mad at them or anything, but it's just nice to see somebody do the right thing, you know? And so well, they I you know, what what whether they have a real problem or not, they they're losing fans. You know, they, they, they lost me probably before AEW even started just because right. I was so tired of it, you know? Right. Well, I, I think it's also, it goes back to what you were saying earlier where, like, if you talk to people and, and it comes up that you're a wrestling fan, like, people just bring just bring up WWE. Like, they don't even right. know 
they still don't even know what AEW is. So I think yeah. there's that, like, like you don't want to be like that guy because then you're, you're even nerding out even more saying like, no, no, I'm not WWE. I like AEW. And they're right. like that. Yeah. I, I think I'm, it's I'm changing like a little bit though, right? Like there's yeah. more and more coverage of AEW out there. Sports center had it, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, like my, my brothers, for instance, they're, they're wrestling fans. They're casual wrestling fans. Like they're, sure. they're not watching dynamite or raw or SmackDown every, every week. But like, Anytime some or anytime somebody comes back, like if The Rock comes back at WrestleMania to fight Roman Reigns, whatever, they're going to be interested in that. Um, so like I, I I've been texting with them and sending them links and stuff about like you know when it was confirmed, air quotes confirmed because AEW never confirmed it that CM Punk mm-hmm. coming back, and then I sent them the video of the pop, and my one brother comes back, he's like that's one hell of a pop. That's like stone. Cold mm-hmm, level, like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of getting them interested a little bit. And then, you know, they know, they know Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. They know of him. They don't really know Adam Cole because, you know, they haven't regularly watched wrestling in years, but right. you know, they see Daniel Bryan coming back and it's, it's more and more legitimacy to AEW, which is really cool because like now you get, sometimes I'll get, uh, like I got a text from my one of my brothers. Oh, what was it? Something happened, and he and and I didn't text him about it. He texted me. He's like, "When did so and so show up in AEW?" Hmm. And so it's just it's you know, and they're they're casual wrestling fans, so it's not like they're somebody who doesn't doesn't like it, and you have to talk to him about it. But it's like it's it's starting to build, like it's starting to become like legitimate outside of wrestling nerds like like us yeah man well and you know i think the thing i always say i don't talk about it a ton with people i used to feel weird about like oh i still watch wrestling because people thought it was sounding so bad or whatever but you know people like what they like right like Mm -hmm. you know grown men dress up and go to star wars movies uh you know dress up as the hobbit yeah avengers i got people i know that watch like you know, Real Housewives, which the is just, yeah, it's all wrestling without the ring. You know right. what I mean? Like it's all the same. I think and, that's one of the reasons why. Like I've watched some of The Bachelor the last couple of years, which is really big of me to admit that. I would like, you know, just to put that out there, but I have, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wrestling basically without the physicality. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it is The Bachelor. Well. Okay. Wasn't going to go there, but yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it's theater of the mind times type stuff. And, you know, we know it's fake, you know, the bachelor's fake. Like, so like I I get, I get people like, like, Oh, well, some of them stay together after the show. Like, sure. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Some people get hurt wrestling. wrestling. (laughs) You know what I mean? Wrestlers get married to each other too. Yeah. 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 Right. But, But, you know, Everything's fixed except for maybe some pro sports. <laughs> maybe some. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. So wow. Yeah, we've spent almost an hour talking about wrestling on a podcast. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. think I'd ever be able to do this. Yeah. Well, we could we could we could spend an hour all the time doing it because we text each other all the time. This is true. We could just. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. Like, yeah. Did you see that? Oh no, I'm ten minutes behind. <laughs> right. Always. Um, I put my kid in bed. Yeah, right. 
All right. Well, I think that's uh, we covered it pretty much everything from all out. Uh, Dynamite is going to be great. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're intrigued at all, and you're listening to this before eight o'clock on Wednesday, tune into AEW Dynamite uh, at eight o'clock on TNT on Wednesday night because you know it's one of those things where don't knock it till you try it. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's great. And if you don't want to watch it, totally cool. Yeah. I, we, like I appreciate you listening to this podcast as, as my phone goes off. Wow, dude, it's football time. Yeah, that's yeah, Brown season. Hello. That's right. That that's been a that's been a wrestling storyline for the last twenty years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, all the twists and turns at the WWE, not you know WWE version, not pay, not letting it pay off or anything like that. Yeah, right. In the heel, and now you know maybe we're turning towards the AEW version. Yeah, here's hoping, right? Right, where things pay off. So, but anyway, uh, Andy, I appreciate you uh, joining me on uh, my uh, hostless episode of Living Off the Land. I'm yeah, staring. Yeah. I'm staring at two empty chairs right now where my other guys uh, usually would be, but well, some that'll teach them, right? They'll yeah. no more vacations. No more, yeah, you know no what they're going to They're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, "I'm never missing an episode again." Yeah, because, right. Exactly. Because exactly. I'm, because I'm not letting Dan talk about wrestling anymore. <laughs> so, but I, who's who's the heel in that? Oh man, that's definitely Jordan. <laughs> Hundred percent. He's got that heel mustache sometimes. He does. Yeah. Ryan is a. Uh, he he doesn't hundred percent hate it. He he's he's a fan of the Attitude Era stuff. He just he he does he hasn't watched like the new stuff. So I'm trying to get him into it. I tried to get him to come over on Sunday, but he uh, he's a teacher for the first year this year, and he said he had some grading to do. So yeah, sure. We all have grading to do, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate it, Andy. Thanks for joining me. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll be texting you uh, during Dynamite. Yeah, bro.